Today, let's talk about two moms of the Bible whose trust and loyalty combined with a story full of redemption and romance is better than any Hollywood cinema could ever hope to be. And you don't have to look any further than your own Bible to find it. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Last month, we talked about the story of Rahab. And because of the faith that she had to risk everything to trust God and save his people, she was blessed to be included as a mother in the line of Jesus. She was the mother of Boaz. And that takes us to our two moms of the Bible today for this devotional, Naomi and Ruth. This short four-chapter book of Ruth is one of my absolute favorite books of the Bible, so I'm excited to share this with you today. The story begins really in the midst of a tragedy. So the nation of Israel, they weren't doing good. They were in a time of judgment and having a famine across the land, and Naomi finds herself with her husband, Elimelech, needing to move somewhere else. And so they take their two sons and they relocate to the country of Moab. Now, you have to know this. Moab was known as an enemy country to Israel, and they did not like one another. So things must have been really bad for them to be willing to actually go there. So as this tragedy unfolds, Naomi's husband dies and leaves her alone with her two sons. And she's, she's in this foreign country. And then about 10 years later or so, her two sons end up getting married to two Moabite women, which probably devastated her at first. And the two women's names were Ruth and Orpah. I'll be honest, I, honest, <laughs> I call Orpah usually Oprah. I just forget half the time. So if I mess up, I'm just going to go ahead and say that in the beginning. But soon after this, both of Naomi's sons end up passing away too. And not much details really given about this. All we know is Naomi is left with her two daughter-in-laws and they're all three widows. Okay. So that doesn't sound like a good situation to be in. And after all this has happened, Naomi decides, I think I'm going to return home to my country of Israel, to Bethlehem, where she's from. And Ruth and Orpah, they make plans to go with her. But Naomi tells them in the first chapter of Ruth, she's trying to tell them, go back home. And she actually cries and and kisses them goodbye, like, go on back. Your life's going to be easier if you stay in your home country. So they obviously had not your typical daughter-in-law and mother-in-law relationship, right? And I have to say, I've personally been blessed with a wonderful mother-in-law, but my mom... I know she would admit, and many, many of my friends, they have not been so blessed with this good relationship with their mother-in-law. And if that's you, I want you to stay tuned till the end of this episode because I have something that might help you out with that. But back to Naomi, we see that she is selfless as a person and as a mother-in-law. She's also loving. And I think that it's this love that Naomi protrudes that ultimately comes from the Lord that must have been really contagious for Ruth because Orpah ends up going back home. And I mean, who can blame her for that? But Ruth decides that she's going to stay. And this famous verse that you've likely all heard before in chapter one, it's, it's verse 16 and 17. I'll read it. Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. 
Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. And so that's Ruth declaring that to Naomi. It's a really sweet passage. And I think from this point on, you know, Ruth and Naomi, they kind of become an inseparable duo here. They become actual like friends. That's a place that you really want to get to with your mother-in-law. And so Naomi takes her back home with her and really kind of becomes like a mentor to her and how to live in her country and about the God that she believes in and the faith that she has. And it wasn't like, you have to remember, this is Bible time. So it wasn't like they could just get jobs or start over for themselves. You know, there was no like power for women back then. These are two literal widows living on the streets without like a male relative to save them. So this is where the love story begins when Ruth decides that she's going to go to work. She, you have to admire that. She's going to go work in the field to find them some food. And so she ends up in Boaz's field. Now, obviously, we know this was part of God's plan, but she doesn't know this at the time because Boaz is actually a relative of Naomi's late husband. So Boaz first sees her in chapter two. And I like to explain this when I tell the story of Ruth to other women. I see this as like as good as a romantic movie. You just imagine Boaz sees her and he's like, whoa, who is that? Like, I like, I like her. And so you see this happen in chapter two, it unfold. And you're probably vaguely familiar with the story. And he, obviously he's taken an interest in her. We've all seen romantic comedies and all the things. And he wants to help her. He sees that there's a need there. So he sees he can help her. And in verse nine, in chapter two, Boaz tells Ruth, um, and then also tells his workers and things, watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. So we see there Boaz even tells them to leave food out on purpose for Ruth to pick up. So he's he's trying to provide for her and take care of her. And I'm sure that Ruth was thankful for this, but also a little bit thrown off. Maybe I would be by his kindness. Like she doesn't know Boaz. And he reassures her and tells her that he knows how she's stayed with Naomi and how she's trying to provide and work for her. And so that kind of reassures Ruth. And when she goes home with all this food, Naomi's like, where have you been? Where did you go? Like, how did you come back with all this? And when she learns that it was Boaz, she was like, oh, okay. I see what's happening here and explains how Boaz is related to her. And from here, you just have to read it. But Naomi comes up with this plan. And Ruth, once again, she trusts her. She follows her. And pretty much the rest is history, literally in this case, because it's the Bible. But also because her plan works and Ruth follows it and her and Boaz end up getting married. He becomes the family's kinsman redeemer, which is a Bible term that basically means he's a male relative who rescues the widow in the family through marriage. And usually it was done as kind of like a business deal. But in the case of Ruth and Boaz, it ended up being real love. So it's a really sweet story. So if you haven't read this whole story of Ruth, that's kind of a high-flying overview. And I really encourage you to do it. It's only four chapters. So I think you'll really enjoy it now, knowing the context of the setup 
And there's really so much that you can learn from Naomi and from Ruth. But today, I really want to focus on two things that stick out to me. With Naomi, even when she lost her husband and her sons and was left all alone in a foreign country, she still trusted God and followed him through all the difficult things she was going through. And she decided to go back home. And think about that. Going back with no husband, no children, no grandchildren, that wouldn't have been easy. But she refused to give up and refused to be bitter, even though she had so much pain in her life. And I think that it was this trust that she had in the Lord and just that selflessness about her and the love that she showed Ruth that ultimately drew Ruth to her, but also to the Lord. This is a true example of what an older woman can do for a younger woman, letting them see your real life, letting them see your pain, but also letting them see you trust God through it. And that's really what a mentoring relationship looks like. And then second, I see with Ruth, right off the bat, the thing that I love most about Ruth is her loyalty and also her willingness to work hard. She doesn't leave Naomi when it would have been easy to do that. She could have gone back to her country, her religion, and all those things would have been more comfortable. But instead, she's loyal and she makes a foreign country her home because of Naomi's example. She starts to follow God and she starts to believe pretty much the opposite of everything that she was ever raised to know or do. And Ruth was not afraid to work hard. She picked up grain in that hot sun in Boaz's fields as we read about it. And it only gives us one account of that. But you know that happened day after day after day. And it wouldn't have been an easy job. But I like to imagine it gave her a lot of time to think, to learn how to trust like Naomi did. She had a lot of hard things happen to her, too. I mean, she lost her husband and left the only country she'd ever known. But God kept providing the grain, and so she just kept stepping, leading her to Boaz. But more importantly, it led her to Jesus. And she and Boaz got to become the parents of Obed, which this is how she was a mom of the Bible. Once again, like Rahab, the Lord blessed Ruth with this gift of motherhood that was in the line of Jesus Christ. So that's a pretty amazing gift. So maybe today, like Naomi, you find yourself walking through some hard things right now. You know, ask yourself, are you trusting God through it? It may be that trust in the midst of trials and selflessness to love others despite what is going on in your life that shows others around us, our kids, our family, our friends, how God's love is unconditional and it's contagious. Or maybe like Ruth, you're a new Christian and a lot has happened to you in your life, but the Lord keeps providing, so you just keep on stepping. And to you, I just say, you know, keep the faith and keep stepping. Be faithful because the Lord will bless you for it. Or maybe you're overwhelmed and overworked trying to do your best as a mom. And hey, I'm with you on this one. (laughs) I encourage you if you feel like that. To just be patient. Keep picking up those toys and dirty laundry because the Lord will honor your hard work. And in both of these cases, I challenge you today to find a Naomi in your life. If you don't have one, maybe you're thinking of one right now, and that's so good. But if you do not have a Naomi in your life to mentor and encourage you, who has lived life ahead of you and experienced things that you haven't experienced and has walked through hard things, 
but they've learned how to trust God through them. I really encourage you to find someone like that to mentor you. And you might say, well, I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody that comes to mind. And so if that's you, I just encourage you, pray about it. Ask the Lord for it. And I really, truly believe he'll bring that to your life. And also tune into our podcast interview next month because I'm actually going to be covering the subject on how to pray for and ask someone to be your mentor. It's a hard but really needed subject, so you might want to tune back in for that. And as promised earlier, if you identified with those friends of mine that say, well, I don't have a Naomi for a mother-in-law, and that's kind of an area of struggle for you, you can go to faithful31moms.com and actually download PDF that I've written on three ways to have a better relationship with your mother-in-law. So I will have that in the show notes. And also you can just go to faithful31moms.com and find that. Thanks so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode, there are two ways that you can help more moms find this ministry. First, leave a quick podcast review. It might take a minute, but if you do this and you want to email me or message me on Instagram and let me know that you did that, we will send you a free copy of our Casting of the Flowers devotional coloring book. So that's a pretty good deal. And then second, be sure to share this ministry with your mom friends and tag us. And those two things will help so much. And to catch all the latest, you can follow me at Faithful31Moms on Instagram. Thanks again and have a blessed day.